Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Big Deck Energy. I'm your host, Allie. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Mitch. Allie can't be here this week uh, due to uh, everything ramping back in our state, ramping back up. So she's got work, unfortunately. Couldn't get out of it. So you are stuck here with myself and Scala. I am still Scala. Yeah. Still Scala over here. Um... Scott, why don't you do our uh, social media stuff? Yes, you could follow us on Twitter at Big Deck Energy underscore, uh, Instagram Big Deck Energy Podcast, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Big Deck Energy, and YouTube, and OnlyFans, and uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> um, so this week we don't really have uh anything to review. No. Nope. Um. Obviously, for the same reasons, everybody's kind of ramping back up from quarantine. Hard to make the time to make it work, but you know what? Yep. We're going to keep it loose this episode. Uh, we're going to th- talk about a little bit of work-life balance, which is you know yes. kind of thematic for us this week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And outside of that, we're just freestyling. We're you know? just we're just keeping it loose. This is what happens when Allie's not here. Yep, so. <laughs> it's your fault, Allie. Yeah, um, so I guess we can get right into it. Yeah. So start off with a work-life balance. I'm actually came straight from work today, our first day open. I literally picked you up from work yeah. about 25 minutes ago. Um, and you know, it's it's daunting. You know, it was a little stressful. I kept uh, checking the time to make sure, like, oh, how much time do I have? Do I have to go over anything? Mm-hmm, Stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, uh, work-life balance is extremely important. And, uh, I'm, I'm lucky that I have a, a boss that understands work-life pounds really well i mean he has a family so he gets it so you know even when i think i knew i was coming back like a week ahead of time mm-hmm. and he was just kind of i was like look my availability is a little different now because i've always had open availability i was like you know i just need wednesdays off so i could do this and he was completely fine with it um yeah but it's extremely important because one thing quarantine i realized was uh I didn't have anything really else but work, you know, like when work stopped, my life kind of stopped. I I had to start picking up new hobbies and I'm like, it was interesting from my perspective because I was essential. Yeah. So I didn't get to, or not get to, I didn't have to leave work. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it was, you guys all were kind of like losing yourselves a little bit there for a minute. You know, you guys were kind of crazy, kind of going crazy a little bit. Um, for the audience, you know, we used to work together and yes, very long time ago. that place that where I used to work and you still work is, is crazy. We're yeah. not, not going to mention it, but you know, it's tough to have a hobby and have, you know, interests outside of that job outside of that job. When that job is like, you could be working at 7am on Monday to 5pm and then on Wednesday, 5pm to 2am, like, yep. Sometimes you're not even getting paid for it, depending on how much work you have, you know? That ain't right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But like I said, I actually got uh, lucky with the past two bosses I've had. Um, They both really understand and care about work-life balance. Uh, One of them was my mentor, and he would frequently ask me, like, hey, like, you know, how you doing outside of here? You know, how how are things going? How's the family? And that's important, right? I remember um, at the building we worked at together, it was very different. You know, it was kind of like, can you come in early today? This and that. Yeah. It's like, I know this day is not in your availability, but can you make it in? It's really important. Getting and those texts on your day off. Like, Hey, you want to come in anyway? Cause yep. we're getting killed in here. 
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was one of those things like you could say no, but you knew if you said no, your schedule the next week was right. going to be trash. Then you're the guy that said no. Like, Yeah, shit. and everybody at the place was going to know that you said no. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, going forward, this isn't going to be, you know, just so everybody knows, this isn't going to be that a, a, a constant sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think Allie's boss is going to be pretty cool with her getting off the nights for us to record. It's yeah. just that this first week is like... Yeah, everything was short notice. Yeah, you know we were we were out on a Monday night, I think it was, and we had gone out, and around ten o'clock, Allie got a phone call that was like, "Can you come to work tomorrow morning?" Yeah, like, oh, okay, like that's how fast it ramped up. You know, there was an announcement, a phone call, and boom, like you got six hours of sleep, and then you got to go to work. Like it, it was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah, it was. It was definitely rough, and I think uh, everybody kind of got the same situation. It, it, it's been hard because we we put so much time, all of us, uh, including you, still working the entire time into you know the burning table and yeah, getting the yeah. podcast started and back up on its feet. Um, that you know it was kind of like a wake up call when I got that call, and I was just like, "All right, how are we going to manage to do this?" Plus forty hours of yeah work during you know yeah so or forty plus really. Yep, but you yeah. know we have to find a way. The same way, I mean, Mitch this entire time has been working and still doing the burning table, helping with the podcast and everything. So you know, I, it's a little bit easier on my side of the spectrum because I don't have that unpredictability in my job. Yeah, like, I yeah. go to work at the same time every day, and I have the same two days off every week. Yeah, that's I true. imagine most people have that. You know, mm-hmm. you guys just work at a place that is just like hectic yeah every week your schedule's different different days yeah. off different times like yeah god bless because yeah but um yeah just going off of a uh, work-life balance i mean like i said i i think it is extremely important to kind of find that and for a lot of people uh especially at the place where i worked i, I don't think a lot of people have work life and you don't realize until you're, you don't have work anymore, you know, because yeah, yeah. your friends become the people you work with. And then, you know, even when you're off, sometimes you end up at the place you work and or hanging out or talking about the place you work at. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I found like maybe after a month of quarantine, I was like, I have nothing to talk about with anybody. <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of the time. Staring at that, the mirror, like trying to have yeah, a conversation. Like, you know, hey. And you, a, a couple really good things came out of it. I started reading more again, okay, and, you okay. know, um, but then, you know. It's time to go back to work. And then I start feeling bad because I'm like, oh, I'm not reading as much as now I you're was. you're dropping yeah. the constructive hobbies that you found. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, all of this came out kind of as a as a result of the quarantine, really, kind of. Yeah. You know, all yeah. the burning I mean, table and then back onto this podcast. We wouldn't have had the time to do this if it wasn't exactly. for Exactly. I think you were actually the first one. You've been bringing up <coughs> us bringing the podcast back for a while. I was trying to get you guys to do it because yeah. I loved that first episode. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah, with the time in quarantine, we we decided to do it. And, you know, it's no turning back now. Yeah. It's going to keep going. Let's keep going. Try to do one a week. Why not? So what are some, uh, you know, going forward, do you have any kind of like uh, methods you're going to use to kind of keep yourself balanced? You know, you said you got a good boss and that that's like 90% yeah. of it who's going to, you know, give you the time off that you want. But like you got anything like you want to make sure you, you, you do in your life? part of that work-life balance for me it's definitely um on honestly probably continuing gaming like okay. it's gonna be harder 
now for us to like get together and do it. But even if we're doing it like after the podcast, like we usually do, Mm -hmm. as long as I'm doing something like that. And I think if I stick with this, at least, you know, like, cause obviously there's a lot of work, uh, that goes into this as well, but this is fun to me. You know, it's kind of, I'm even right now, like it's, it's just shooting. It's relaxing. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's relaxing. Um, so that, that's definitely something, uh, getting back in shape, losing all the quarantine yeah, weight, Yeah, you know, cause I definitely, you know, once, once one, quarantine started, I was like, one of these years it'll happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, you know, I'm going to go in straight like prison mode. I'm doing a hundred pushups a day. <laughs> Maybe it lasted for a month. And then I realized I couldn't cook and I Uber eats like three meals a day. Uber eats made so much money during quarantine. Oh, you know, they did Uber eats, Walmart, Amazon. If you had, st- if you bought stock in there before quarantine you're oh good oh my god I you're saw this one, life. this one picture of this guy crying eating food it's like that's me paying that's me eating my $25 dinner that I paid <laughs> 50 bucks for on Uber Eats like, I know that I know that yeah pain. it's so it's so true and you know I, I think it didn't uh, help you know we had the extra like 600 coming in for I was like I'm making better which is also ridiculous to me I'm making better money now than I was making actually working yeah you know and I'm not saying I'm not grateful for it but, you know, it just something felt wrong about it, even because mm-hmm. uh, early on, uh, I didn't get unemployment right away because I had so much. I maxed out my sick time and vacation time and I had to use that first. Those freaking vultures made you use the yeah, vacation time. Yeah, I respected. I was like, it's a smart move, but like I almost got away with it. Um, so, yeah, I had to use that first. And, you know, I'm hearing about like people who work for me or under me making more money than I was making at yeah, the time just yeah. because of the extra 600. But, um, you know, back at work now and gonna shift that work-life balance into like work-work balance for a while exactly bro i was just thinking like it's so sad that we're just trying to like how like i'm trying to trying to figure out how are we gonna make time to play a board game every week like you know what i mean like (laughs) just think about that like it is if you really think about it it's like yeah i don't have time to play one board game in the seven days that are available like yeah and i don't think it's something unique to uh my career either you know i think for a lot of people that's kind of what it is like just to do even if it's like oh i want to go out one night uh well i guess obviously before quarantine you know you you kind of had to plan around it and figure out like all right you know and even with your friends and i think that's the reason why a lot of your uh your friends become people you work with because you you kind of know when you're working you have the same schedules you understand once you you know if like your friends in high school once you all go separate paths you have different jobs it's it's completely different yeah yeah Plus, like, it's fun. It's you know, it's it. You're trying to plan something out. Like, okay, on Sunday we're gonna do this. Well, you say that on Monday, and then you work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you're yep. like, oh man, you I gotta get up and go do something now. Like, yeah, and you just want to relax. Yeah, and, yep. yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm terrible with that. Like, I'm that I'm that person that cancels like an hour before just because mm-hmm. i'm like i'll do it i'll do it i'll get up and then mm-hmm. just you know i fall asleep i wake up and i'm like i i do not want to go out I, i've been known to ghost yeah i've, yeah. Been, no, I've been known to ghost <laughs> me and mitch are both ghosts like oh man that phone's ringing if i look at it then i gotta answer it but if i don't look at it exactly i go back to sleep <laughs> yep that's why i keep my red receipts off <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows if i saw their text messages see i have an android so like oh there you go anyway. yep yeah, but uh, I would say, I was, oh, the other thing I was going to bring up, I finally found out, I think I texted this in our group chat, why I hate orcs so much. Oh, okay. In comparison to like elves okay, and dwarves. Okay, let's go into this. Let's go into this. Why all do you right, hate orcs right. so much? 
So to me, before I even got into D&D mm-hmm. and everything, dwarves and elves were kind of, I understood them because they're, they're part of Norse mythology. Okay. Like okay. they're already built into it. They're, okay. Orcs, the first time, my first experience with orcs was, was probably Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that just felt more, as ridiculous as it, it just felt more fantasy than, okay. Okay. than elves. Like made up. Did. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So I finally put my, because I, you know, it, I, once I brought it up, I kept thinking about it. I was like, why do I hate orcs so much? Like, why you know, is it such a. I don't know if orcs are like a creation of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. I mean, they mm. might be. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're they have roots in. Yeah, maybe other mythologies. Maybe there is. I just I I didn't hear about them until that. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. So you're like, oh, this is like fake. This is like fake fantasy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I realize how ridiculous that sounds now. Yeah, which is yeah. Like, but you know, I read a lot of Norse mythology, so like elves and dwarves and stuff like that. It's it's built into it. So you know. But I see how stupid that would sound if I was just like, orcs are stupid, but you know, I'll, I'll play a dwarf. Uh-huh. Like, I'm fine yeah, with playing yeah, a dwarf. Like, yep. What? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judging the guy who plays an orc because you're going to play a dwarf. Like, Yeah, yeah. That's I funny. see it now. And the fun, the other funny part is I love Lord of the Rings. I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I think it's, it's just uh, Lord of Orcs and D&D and like tabletop gaming. You know, I like the idea for a movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. I never get into it. You, you watch know? Critical Role. Yeah, I have to. I have a lot of catching up to do. What, season two, the second campaign. Yeah, one yeah. of the characters. Yeah, Ford. He's a half orc. Yeah, yeah. And he's like so smooth and like mm-hmm. like goes against type. Like that's pretty cool. Like I think that's what it is too. I have an image of like you know orcs and like people who play orcs and how they play them. It mm-hmm. it just kind of always seems the same. But that's a good example. That's, yeah, you know it's it's a different style. Yeah. You know, Lord of the Rings is interesting because it's good. Yeah. And I know we were talking about this in the car before, but like, and everybody has already had their hot take about this in the last year. But a lot of our like fantasy gaming kind of like started with, at least w- between our group, started with us all realizing that like, oh yeah, we really like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Then we played the card game for like, oh my God, we used to. Wednesday nights, right? Yeah, full shifts. We were doing like eight, ten hours. We would like show up at your building at like nine o'clock. You'd hide us in a closet with a table and Mm -hmm. we'd set up all the like the the play mats and everything. And we would just play for hours the Game of Thrones card game. To tie into work life balance. That's how we that's how we managed it back then. That's how we found the balance. We we met each other at work and we we played there. Yeah. So like even if you had to close until one AM, we could still play for another couple hours. Mm. Wendy's was right across the street. We could be we could keep ourselves Oh yeah, we were good. We keep ourselves fed. We had the bar right there too. Mm hmm. It was was a nice setup. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Um you know, did you get in Game of Thrones like when it first came out? It took me some time. Oh, it it took you some time? Yeah. Oh, I was there episode one. I remember, I feel like such an ass because I remember I was in college and this guy I was friends with was like, bro, you need to read this book. It's so good. And I saw it and had a sword on the cover and I was like, nah, I don't want to read that book. And I didn't even look at it. I was just just like, no, you know what, bro? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I wasn't like, I was more interested in other things at the time. Yeah. And uh, like, I remember watching that first episode and like, the title of the show and I was like is this that and then I like you know messaged him and I was like and I was like oh could have could have been on that train could have been one of those guys who was on the train early you know like I read yep. the books like 
I always no. wanted to be one of those. Yeah. Never had the opportunity. Yeah. No, but I was I was there. I was there. Episode one. Yeah. You know, I tried because all of my friends were like, "Bro, you gotta watch it. You gotta you gotta try it out." Mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes and I was so confused that I was like, I, I can't keep up with this. Mm-hmm. Just because of the first episode, they introduced you know, like 30 characters and stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, my memory is terrible. I'm not going to be able to remember all these people. But as it went on and I realized how popular it got, I was like, you know what? Let me let me get another try. And everybody told me, he's like, just try and get through the first season. Because mm-hmm. I think by the time I watched it, it was already like season. It might have been season three or okay. maybe like late season two. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I watched it and. <clears throat> obviously eventually really got into it it was it was amazing after that i mean and then season eight and then season eight yeah <gasps> even part to see I, I there was just i don't know season seven too really i mean if i'm being real like after what's his name died um season four when everything kind of wrapped up at um, the end of season four yeah. where uh john killed what's her name egret yeah, and uh, the Red Viper died, and Tyrion went across the sea. That like, was it for me. When the Red the Viper last... died, I no. was so mad. Because oh, even you know, Mar- Martells were my people. You know, like that's even because I got so into it that I ended up reading the books, and yeah. you know, the show really didn't do the Martells much justice. If you read no, the books, no, they're, like they're, they're excellent in the books. Yeah, the they're amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I still like them in the show, and it, it just. Once the Red Viper died, I was like, Ugh. "Well, they got him right in the show. He might yeah. even he yeah. might even be better in the show than he is in the third book." Yeah, yeah, I think that part's good. I just wish he was there for longer. That's yeah. what it was, you yeah. know. I mean, I the episode where he died it was amazing. I love that episode, but you know, it was just it was hard for me. And then, you know, Duran they didn't really go into like his wits and his no, intelligence his in the show and, and like yeah, that no. that kind of bothered me. They they did that they, they did that storyline dirty, you know. I was I was watching YouTube and uh, you know just doing like Game of Thrones videos. There's a YouTuber I really like, Alt Shift X, who does theories mm-hmm. on Game of Thrones and stuff. And I came upon a video that was like all of the Red Viper scenes in season four, and the video was only like thirty something minutes long. That's crazy. It's like he left yeah. that big of an impact on the show in that yep. little amount of screen time. Like if like he feels like he's the main character of that season. Yeah. I you think know? some of that's attributed to the actor too. That actor is oh, amazing. I forget his it. name, but he is amazing. Yeah. Uh, what what else? He was in. Uh, wasn't he in Mandalorian? He's yeah. He's he, the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Mando. Yeah. He. Oh man. He was an awesome actor. The character was awesome. Pedro Pascal, I think. Yes. His name is. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah. Oh man. But after yeah. that season, that show just went downhill. It was rough. You know, I saw where they were going with Danny, and I was like, it. Okay, that's fine, but it was it just felt so rushed. And then the actual ending, Brand the Broken. Oh. I was I was like, all right, I, clearly you guys were too focused on Star Wars to finish this off, right? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Which you didn't even they didn't even end up doing stuff. No, because right? end of Game of Thrones was so bad the people who make Star Wars were like, Yeah, we're gonna keep you away from our shit. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what? They deserve that. They do. You know what it is? And this is this is honestly it. Like, obviously it takes a lot of talent to make a good TV show. Mm-hmm. But they had the best source material. Yeah. And any time that they kind of drifted away from it, it was for the worse. There were good yep. scenes here and there that weren't from the books. But like any time they drifted away from it, it was for the worse. Yeah, it definitely lost the intrigue and element of surprise, too. I, yeah. I felt like I kept waiting to be surprised. And it, it just wasn't. 
when I was surprised, it was bad. It was because it didn't make sense or it was just, you could tell they were just trying to end the show at that point. It, it was, it was really rough. You know, there are those, like, there are times in your life where you like, you lie to yourself and you're like, no, this is good. This is fine. I like this. I was totally doing that during season eight. I was like, (laughs) no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. You know, this is great. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it'll get better. It'll, you know. They'll nail they'll nail the ending. Oh, yep. yeah, this episode is so cool. Wait, no, it's not. I can't see anything. Like Even the interview with the cast members before. They knew these, it was bad. Yeah. They knew it was it, bad. I felt so bad for him because, you know, you knew people were going to blame them and this and that. Yep. It has nothing to do with them. And, they, you know, they were trying so hard not to say how much they hated it. Yep. Oh, it was rough. I, I mean... So that leads me to the next thing. I see a lot of people talking about the uh, the spinoff they're doing. The, what, what is it? Um, oh, um, is it Blood of the Dragon? Blood uh, of the Dragon, I think something, it's called. Something like yeah, that. It's supposed a... to be like uh, Aegon Targaryen. Is it, is it Aegon or is it the Dance of Dragons? I think it's Aegon. I think, I think it's Aegon's Conquest. I think conquest. it is. I think it's, yeah. It's, I think it's Aegon's Conquest. But, I mean, the the main thing... Because I, I know there, originally there was going to be two and the other one was going to be... Um, the, Based off of the nights, the long night, the original, the long night, yeah, yeah. Which honestly, that's oh man, that's another thing about the show. All this build up, all this build up for the Night King and the and the White Walkers, for them to be completely irrelevant. I mean, <laughs> like, what a good idea for two shows if you think about it. Like mm-hmm. Targaryens being cool, and oh, the long night that everybody wanted. Like the two things that everybody wanted out of season yeah. eight that you didn't give us. Okay, we're gonna make a whole new show about it with those two things. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, uh, even, even that bothered me. And, and again, like, there were some great episodes. Like, the battle, uh, what was it, the long? The long night. I mean, like, yeah. you couldn't see anything, which was. That was the only issue, yeah. Now, I, if you go watch yeah. it on, like, HBO Go or whatever it is, like, they it's better it, right? now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, it's, a, it's like, a pretty episode. It looks cool, but then you're like, oh, Arya kills the, the Night King? What? Yeah, it just seems really forced to me, you know, and it seemed too easy. It just seemed what, like she just, all right, I, I get, you know, the whole like, you know, water dancing and she's, you know, a faceless man, all that stuff. But you know, she just walked by like a hundred White Walkers and, yeah. you know, he starts turning around, but he doesn't turn around in time. Like, come come on. You it's, know, it was a, a big sign for me. The Starbucks <laughs> cup? <No. laughs> yeah, that, yep. that one. But like somewhere in like season early season seven or season six or something, the storyline became John King, John uh, Snow going around going, the Night King is coming. The Night King is coming. It's like, I mean, like everybody else Mm -hmm. in the world, I went and read the Wikipedia about the character called the Night King, but like, you never explained who the Night King was. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was the confusion because there was the Night King and then the Knights King who were two well, different people. In the book, right? there's, there's the Knights, the yeah. legend of the Knights King. And like mm. the the show tried to like, I guess, kind of like make that that. Mm. But they never explained it. All of a sudden, they just started calling this character the Night King. And it's like. Yeah, that is true. I didn't it even just happen one that. episode. And I was like. I mean, I know what they're talking about because I read the books and I read the Wikipedia. But they and didn't like, really discuss it, right? But there's just like one episode. It's like, we got to stop the Night's King. And it's like. Yeah, like who? You're pulling a fast one on me right here. I, I, yeah. I, I, know yeah. You do. I know what you're doing, Joe. Yeah, exactly. And how many of those people would have actually, you know, even knew who that was if it was so long ago? Yeah. You know, and it didn't seem like it was really a well-told legend to them. Right. No, it was just nobody, like yeah. in the book. It's just like this like story that old Nan tells Bran. I think like, mm-hmm. it's just like one of those stories. Yeah. Uh, and <sighs> Bran, I'm, bro, we could talk for 
for hours and hours and hours at how disappointing that show ended. Seriously, it was it was really rough, and that that leads me to think: like, are you are you going to try and watch the uh, the spinoff, the the Targaryen one? I don't know, man. This is my thing. Let, right? let me tell you: like, I used to watch that show all the time. Like, yeah. I I would if I had nothing to do, and I was just sitting, and like there was nothing on TV, I'd be like. What's a Game of Thrones episode I really like? Let me pull up on demand and just like Same. just watch it. And I haven't done that at all. Yeah. Since like every year I would rewatch every season up to the new new season. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't watched it at all since season eight ended. At all. I rewatched it when I when we decided to do Burning Wheel. Okay. Just for like kind of some source material and give me ideas. Inspiration kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I didn't watch season eight. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Do. I'm stopping. You know, and even season seven, that was like while I was falling asleep type stuff. But yeah, for a long time, like you said, Game of Thrones kind of replaced The Office for me as like something I'm just going to throw on. And you could just end yep. really any like season one through like four, just like really any episode is just good watching. You know what I mean? You get something yeah. out of it. The only episode, um, you know, I'll still go back and watch. Uh, I don't I don't think it's the long night. It's the one where. uh Brienne finally gets knighted, and they that have one's that pretty scene. good. Yeah, just for honestly, just for that scene, it was so good to me that like I'll still go back and watch that because that was even such a that episode, moment. it kind of killed it for me because like I remember when I watched that episode that week, and I was like, oh, this is like goodbye to these characters. There's so many of these characters yeah. are gonna get fucked up next week. Yep, and it never happened. Like so, even that episode is kind of ruined for me in retrospect. Like. The, the bad taste just can't come out of my mouth for the entire show. Yeah. I can't even go back and watch season one with freaking Ned Stark being awesome. Like, I just I just can't do it because it just doesn't end well. All because of two people <sighs> destroyed something we invested, what, eight years of our life D&D. into? D&D. Not D- the good D&D. You don't even deserve to be called D&D. Yeah, right, the bad D&D. Ugh. Yeah, that that was definitely rough. But you know what? That card game is fun. Yeah, it did give us that. It led us to the Game of Thrones uh, card game. What's that company? Uh, Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Fantasy okay, Flight. Okay. And they make a lot of great games. I they think have, so, uh, so. Game of Thrones, a bunch of other stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know if you know this, but I think, I think that they've come up like they have this this card game system that they just attach different brands to. Yeah. Like yeah. their Lord of the Rings the card game is like mm. the same basic system as their Game of Thrones the card game. Yeah, it's Is that right? It, yeah, it's different themes. And I know I I may be speaking out of turn here, but I believe they came up with the living card game system. Okay. Okay. Cuz you had uh you know CCGs and TCGs before, but living card games like you knew what was coming in the box, you bought it, you were Right, right, right. There was right. no randomness to it. Um yeah, I believe they that was their thing. Um and that was the interesting thing with Game of Thrones for us, right? Because you, you didn't have to buy a hundred booster packs right. to figure out. Which right. there's value in that too. I like doing that. I like the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to kind of be like, all right, I know what I'm getting in this box. I could look it up, and if I want that card, I could buy this box. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's it's done now. They're not making any more. Oh, they're expansions. done. Yeah, wow. we have a lot of catching up to do. I'm sure we do, but like, yeah, it's, I'm also it was sh- hard. That does make sense because I mean, just what we're speaking about. Game of Thrones being yeah. crap at the end. It probably so. even ruined the card game, you know? Probably. It, I mean, the guy hasn't come out with the last book yet, or the second yeah. to last book yet, either, so. Yeah, it was rough, but uh, yeah, the card game was amazing, and it's based off of the uh, the books, not the show, so like right, the artwork right. is different. Uh, it's not like... Doesn't look the, really like the, the actors. actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
It was a that, lot of fun. Th- those are, that artwork on those cards is amazing. so cool. It was amazing. So cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the system is a lot of fun. You have your plot phases, all that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. The first night we played it, we got really drunk. Yeah. Bad idea. Was that New Year's Eve? Was that the first time we played it? It might have been. Because I remember that. I remember it, getting really drunk at yeah. New Year's Eve playing that. Yeah. We picked it up, you know, we, we built our decks. I was so excited, you know, I found this mm-hmm, great system, mm-hmm. and I did not win one game that Oh, night. yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I did not win one Wow, game. it's all coming back to me. Yep. Oh, man, because you were so excited to play, and so you didn't excited. win. I was... Oh. I don't even think I came close to... It wasn't even, like, good games. I just... Uh, I'm sure Allie won, like, mo- ten, nine out of yeah. ten games or whatever And you know what it was, too? I think I started with... Did I start with the Martell deck? I might have started with a Martell deck, and mm-hmm. that's like a complicated house to start with. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand yes. what the mechanics were supposed yes. to be. A lot of a lot yeah. of the, that that game's pretty deep. It's a pretty complicated game. Yeah, but that's what I like about it. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of you know every house has their own kind of, and you could play. There's like different styles you'd play with each house, and or stuff you could like just that. play the Targaryens and powerhouse through everybody. Alley, <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot of shit because she's not here. Yo, just so <laughs> the audience knows, Alley whips our ass every game all the time yeah because you know what it is um you can't beat her because and me and her are similar in this way she's just like the extreme of it if you do anything to to fuck over her plan she doesn't care if she wins after that like she will destroy you yeah like even if she knows she's gonna lose she's gonna take you down with it she goes kamikaze yeah she does and i'm i'm the same way but to an extent like it has to be um you know, if I if I'm like about to win next turn, or you feel like clearly targeting me, I'll get mad and stuff like that. But I still I still want to win. Right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, me and Mitch kind of learned early on that we you know we're just gonna attack each other. Yeah, we're just <laughs> that's gonna the only way we attack win. each other and try to make ourselves not vulnerable. Yeah. So Allie tries to attack the other one. It got to the point where even when we did attack her, we we had to like apologize. Yeah. Just, yeah. We kind of <laughs> like, hey, just so you know, like this is the only option I have. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then you start losing a lot, and then you get vindictive. Or at least I get yeah, vindictive. Yeah, yeah. You know? Here he comes, Allie. I'm coming for you. Yeah, you got to wait. You know, like, I would wait till she was focused on Mitch. And then I was like, all right, here's my, here's my turn. Maybe she won't notice. <laughs> maybe she won't notice. Yep. Maybe I, I'll just do this, and she'll be so focused on taking down Mitch that I'll, I'll, I'll slide by. Allie, this is all a compliment, by the way. Yes, yes. She is an amazing Game of Thrones player. Amazing. And pretty much at all these board games we've been playing and reviewing, too, she's she's... Yeah. Pretty much kicks our ass at almost everything. Yep. It's 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 rough. Yeah, we I definitely want to play again soon though. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got we I mean we have a backlog of of yeah. how many we keep going to time war. That's we keep a funny buying part. them and like we, we, we buy more than we play. <laughs> yeah, you have a whole like bookshelf filled with games that like, you know, half of them we haven't even played yet and we still feel the need to go to time warp and just Buy new games, you know? It's like, it's like in 2014 or 15, me and Allie were like, oh, you know what? We're going to have a board game podcast in 2020. Let's start buying games. <laughs> yep. And not playing them. It was foreshadowing. Yep. That's exactly, that's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Good thing it happened, honestly, because I don't know if I didn't have that, like if I didn't get into gaming and, you know, I, I, I haven't been rapping a lot and stuff like that. I don't know what I would have done all quarantine because you know for the most part i'm kind of an, i'm fine by myself yeah like i'm, I'm same yeah same. like i'm i'm an introvert like you you know quarantine i was that was a vacation to me like that was you know i'm fine i could talk to people i could not talk to people for six months be completely yeah. fine yeah so if i didn't text you i apologize but you know i just 
just, just how you, I am. Just doing you, yeah. But even th- you know, once you t- took work out of the equation, it just it did something to me. It just made me realize I was like, is work? And I don't get me wrong, I love my job, but it was just like, is work all I have? You know, is that? Well, I mean, especially that job, like yeah, having having worked there myself, you know, with you, mm-hmm. it's such a social job. Yeah, you know, so like it's it's like hanging out and working at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not, it, and and I don't. When I say that, it sounds like oh, so they're not really working at that. No, no, it's hard work at that place. But like you're doing it with people around your age, you know, with similar interests. Yeah, and that and that's how fun. you get through it. You have to have fun at that job, just because, you know, it's and like you said, it's it's the age group too. It's a, it's a younger crowd, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, almost every building I went to, I was one of the oldest people people there. Um, but yeah, and you you develop. I mean, my best friends now, I think all I, I met mostly all of them through AMC. I met my that's, wife there. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, it, it's just, oh damn, I said AMC, sorry. I know, I, know, I noticed, but I, you know, uh, just roll uh, okay. through, just roll through. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's definitely something, uh, I realized I kind of have to get back at and the podcast definitely helps, uh, doing, doing more and getting more into gaming definitely helps cause I fell off for a long time. Yeah. Because, like, when you lost your work, not only did you lose your work, you lost your social aspect, too. Yeah, with the quarantine and all yeah. that stuff. And it was just, you know, it was... And even when things started reopening, you know, I, I was I was too nervous, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I remember was just way too nervous. We, I mean, it was months into quarantine before, like, me and Allie texted you and was like, you want to come over and play a game outside? Yep. Like, want to play Game of Thrones outside and go on a hike? Like... We we tried to keep everything that first time. Remember, you came over. We played outside. Like we yeah. tried to keep everything like separated. You know, and, let's. Yep. You know, we we dipped our toe into the hanging out thing, and then you know, eventually we kind of like okay, this is our group. We're going to be safe around our group, and then you know, now it's kind of whatever. You know, cor- you know, we're still being safe, masks yeah, and yeah. everything. But yeah, outside of our pretty much our group and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was the other really good thing that came out of it is we started going hiking, which did a lot of good for me. Yeah, yeah, um, that was fun. We just we fell off, you know. It, it it gets it gets hard, you know. Especially it was the four of us, so it's it's hard anytime you have a routine and then something breaks that routine yeah. to get back into it. Like, Ex- exactly. We were going on hike. We you know we were doing hiking for weeks, and then mm-hmm. me and Allie went on vacation. I think that's what broke it. Yeah, that that's we actually did a, we did yeah. a vacation down the shore with and my then, family. Yep, and then it was just like. You know, sporadically after that, it. but it didn't become that routine again, you know? Yeah, we talked about it. It just never, you know, it never just solidified. never happened. Yeah. yeah. We'll get back to it. Yes, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think a lot of it came, you know, we also like when you guys got back, we're focusing on the podcast a lot. So yeah. I think a lot of it was yeah. trying to get back into it and be like, all right, what are we doing with Burning Wheel? And, uh, you know, kind of figuring out the whole, you know, switching from video to just sound because if, 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 uh, Burning Wheel, if we kept that video and Allie had Allie, to go back to Allie work, wouldn't be able to it's do insane. That. Yeah, she like, wouldn't be The able amount to do that. of time she has to put into editing, editing that because none of us know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. With uh, like two different cameras. Two but even if anybody else knew how to do it, I mean, we all work now. Like, Yeah, exactly. It, it would have just been too hectic. So that was definitely yeah. like a good call before you know, we went back to work and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just it just wasn't gonna happen with all of us working. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no. Yeah, it stinks because I, I mean, it was fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Playing every Sunday, setting up the office with the tables and mm-hmm. the cameras, and like it was fun, and it was fun to watch us play too. But it but, was just so much work for Allie. Yeah, but even if you watch the last episode, I kind of—I think I discussed this with you guys. I kind of like it more now because you do things like uh you know you pull up the map so the the audience can kind of follow yeah. where you are stuff like yeah. that yeah so there's still like that visual visual aids ultimately 100 percent. i i, I think Which it's is gonna awesome. work out fine yeah you know i mean we still have to record our first voice only episode i think because even the stuff that's coming out now oh that's right there was video still vi- yeah. i mean we still filmed yeah. ourselves doing it it's just it's just too much. It's just yeah. too much. It's, it's just way too much. Yeah. What made us film that? I forget. What? Whose idea was that to film? Was it yours or was that Allie's? I think it might have been Allie's. Okay. We talked about, um, you know, filming, doing stuff like that, but... Because you guys did that first episode of the podcast a year ago almost yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I think it was her idea. Yeah. Because I definitely wouldn't have brought up filming it because I was so nervous about DMing my first right, game. I was right. like, if we film it, because originally we were just filming it for us, for right. like, so we didn't have to take notes because my memory is terrible. So I could just watch back the episodes and stuff like that. Um, and then we're like, we, we should post it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it came together a, a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. Just for the system and the way it's set up. I didn't really know how it was going to play out. And we, we all loved it. So it kept going. Yeah. That game is a lot of fun. We got to get is. another session in. I know, soon. I know. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure that out and everything. Um, yeah. Outside of that, yeah, we, we're looking to do like the the merchandising and stuff like that. So, get some burning table shirts, some big deck energy yes, shirts, definitely. Like this little patch on right here. Yep. Big deck energy. This is the uniform we have to wear every every night we record now. Yeah, I actually wore this. A while was today? at work under my under my fleece. That's funny. Um, so there was like one time where I was actually it was so hot with the mask and I almost took off my fleece and I unzipped it and I was like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> Damn, I don't think they'll be too happy about me uh, promoting here yeah, and right? stuff like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was um. It was interesting, but again, that's that's the importance of work life balance, right? Because as a and I had a good day at work. It's not like anything crazy happened, but you know, I I had that like piece of me that was like, all right, two more hours, I get to go do the podcast, right, you know, right, right, relax, and uh, yeah, it worked out. So that's definitely important for anybody who noticed that too. You're not alone when you're in quarantine. If you, if you felt like that, then you should definitely pick up a hobby, like yeah, pick up yeah. something. You need something outside of work, and I know um. People always say, you know, you know, find find a job that makes you happy. Like your happiness really shouldn't come from your work, you know? Like Right. I mean, yeah. It's more like find a job that doesn't make you miserable. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's that's more fair, right? Find a job that you're capable of doing that doesn't drive you crazy. Yeah. And then what you do outside of work should be majority of your life. Like yeah. that should that yeah. should be what's important to you. Yeah. And again, I I love what I do and it's it's a lot of fun. I I met a lot of great people, um, but again, quarantine happens, and I didn't know who I was because, you know, I didn't. I was so dedicated to the to the job that I was like, oh, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I haven't released a mixtape in like three years, like you know, and it just made me like really a lot of self reflection happens, and I was like, all right, I need are, to get back. Are we are we gonna reveal this now? What that you're a rapper? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess I mean that's like the second little hint that you dropped in this conversation, so now uh, I gotta bring it up. This is the problem with freestyling is <laughs> I don't have a format, so yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, this is just like a normal conversation between me and Mitch. Alright, so let's 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 go in there. What's going on with that? So is that over or is that is that is that no, part of your past not, now or is it's that it's not over, right? So I I thought a lot about it. I know like we had a couple conversations yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a really bad, I was working on this mixtape 24 hours, it's going to be 24 tracks, two sided. First time I've ever done anything like that. And I lost everything with my phone. So all my notes, cause I kept all my lyrics and my mm-hmm, notes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I only had what I already recorded Okay. and like what I could memorize at the time. And the way I write is like, sometimes I'll have like 15 different songs. I only have a verse to it and I go back to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it just destroyed me. It, it really was kind of like so overwhelming. And there was obviously a lot of me being kind of self-conscious of getting older too, you know, like had my 30th birthday and I was like, you know, if I didn't make it yet, is there a point in continuing like, to do it and stuff like that? Like at some point you got to not like you got to, but like, I'm sure you like, oh, I'm not an angry kid anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that was the other thing. You know, new music should come from angry kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that was the other thing. I had to change, um, because a lot, yeah, a lot of my music was, I I was a different person back then. It's not like I can't write now. There's stuff I could talk about. Um, You know, most, my favorite songs of mine, a lot of them were like relationship type songs. Okay. okay. Because one of my biggest inspirations was uh, Joe Budden. So, and you know, his mood music tapes were, were amazing to me and they helped me out a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of stuff I did was that, but even in a, uh, bandit house, I was known as the angry rapper, you know, like I was yeah. so yeah. And you know, as I, as I got older and I'm doing different things, uh, it it just, it wasn't there as much. It became like harder to, to write and find the time to do it. That was the other big issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I, I don't think I'm ready to say it's over yet, you know. Well, I mean, you know, you know, my friend. Oh, I have, now I you got a little bit of a, of a a little bit of a, a platform, you know, on YouTube. You know, not that many people watch, but you know, yeah. This whole conversation started because they were like, "You need to do fantasy rap." Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. And I was like, you know, I feel like if I do that, I'm going to completely destroy my credibility. I'm like, you know, well, the genre do- is ready for the taking. It's wide yeah, open. I, you know what it was? I heard some. I'm not going to, you know, blow up their spot, but I heard somebody on Instagram do some fantasy rap and it was so bad oh. that it made me i was like you know what no if people are already doing this i'm just gonna shit on them and just come out and mix because it. it was so and it was you could just tell they were doing it for the view it was just i don't know it, like, it made me sick you don't gotta go full fantasy either right no of course not i mean i mean i'm sure you noticed on that one video where we're answering questions ali snuck in odin yeah, yeah, I have a song called Odin. So I mean, yeah, you literally yeah. have that's already yep. that's already fantasy adjacent right there. Like exactly. you already have one. Yep. So it just um and I you know, I thought about like doing things where like I wanted to write a song from like the perspective of like Norlo Slain. I thought about doing stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Like kind of like have the NPCs rapping. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I could rap with the, with the accent. No, so, that, that yeah, might not that, be a that, good idea. That, that might be too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> that might be too difficult. A little too gimmicky there. Yeah, because even with the accents, I to me like that's one of the hardest parts of DMing, mm. especially when I have to do female accents, because we know how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, we do. Um, that that's like one of the hardest parts is like remembering and switching back and stuff like that. And um, even like DM help videos I watch on YouTube, that's a lot of what they say. They're like, don't try and overdo it. Don't give every character a unique voice. Just, right, right. Like the big ones, you know, you use a voice for, but outside of that, kind of, it's okay to use your regular voice. Yeah, just like act a little bit. Right? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Acting doesn't doesn't necessarily mean doing accent. Just like 
be menacing or be sweet. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it ended up being. But yeah, it's definitely uh, not over. I'm just definitely focusing more on the podcast. Uh, one of the things that helped me out is uh, a couple of my friends I used to rap with and uh, my producer, shout out to Luquan. He uh, he hit me up. Yeah, and uh, I had to hit him up. We're supposed to hang out soon. Nice. nice. But you know, he sent me a couple beats and it, it got me back into it. Oh, like, there you oh. go. There you go. I was like, this, this is nice. I like this. There you go. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a little here and there and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to continue. I know I have like 14 tracks done for the the last mixtape okay. already so okay. i was like you know what let me just try and like make a commitment of like i'm gonna do at least a verse a week okay and if i could do that which is simple um i'll at least be able to finish this like i'm not, I'm not giving like i have to finish this tape i already freaking paid for it so you know i have to finish it or um, is this the 24 tape now you're gonna yeah, try yeah. to do that i'm gonna try okay. and just awesome. finish that awesome up. and then after that who knows maybe it'll all be fantasy fantasy rap there you go uh um, why not rap what you yeah. enjoy uh that was yeah that was definitely oh and just so if you if you guys ever hear, hear the song odin uh you'll you'll hear like a, a roar at the end of the song oh, that's ali that's ali yeah that was that was ali's obsessed with velociraptors phase mm-hmm. and it came out amazing for the song <laughs> it was so much better than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah it was amazing i remember we were there i remember being there that mm-hmm. night you were recording that and like the guy like the guy who was the producer Mm-hmm. He was like, she's going to do what? <laughs> and then she did it. And he was like, yo, that was really cool. And then yeah. He, I was like, yeah, that was he, just really He funny. was like, you mind if we sample that? We're going to get Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one take alley. She did it in one try, I think, too. Yep. Most rappers can't even do that. See? Oh, shit. Velociraptor noises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, is that work or life? Rapping. It's hard. See, I put that in the same category as gaming to me because it's something that it was never stressful for me. You know, the only time that rapping ever became stressful for me was like if there was drama within our group or something like that. And, you know, or it was performing. You know, I I had an issue with performing where, you know, I'm one of those people like I'm a terrible dancer and stuff like that. So like things like stage performance aren't great for me. I'm Mm -hmm. I love public speaking and stuff like that. But for some reason, like rapping in front of people, you know, if they weren't like, you know, at a house party, I'm fine. But, you know, just going into like uh, we performed at a college. And I remember that's the first time I actually felt like extremely nervous. It was like worse than because I get really nervous for like interviews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was 10 times that feeling. And it, it wasn't the first time I performed, but for some reason it was just kind of, you know, I, I never got used to performing. Okay. So that was probably the only time it felt like work. I was like, I have to do this. You know, it, it's a part of the thing. I feel like that's a that's an interesting conversation to have about work-life balance because like something as simple as this podcast and mm-hmm. gaming and tabletop gaming, that was like strictly in the life half of work-life balance. Yeah. But now, you know, you put yourself on a schedule. You want to do it once a week. You want to play the game. You got to do the review. Like, it's still part of life, and we have so much fun doing it. But it starts to creep into that, like, oh, this feels like work a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you you start looking at it as, like, like, you got to, you got to stop that because then, then, Mm -hmm. then, then it ruins it. Yep. Uh, Definitely something that makes that easier is a shout out to Joe, our producer. For, you know, reminding us when we forget to do timestamps and stuff like that. Because um, it does get hard, you know, with us back at uh, work now. But he, he's really good at, like, reaching out to us and being like, hey, you guys got this. He uploads everything for us. So, 
so yeah it's definitely um it's it's hard but i i don't think i don't see it crossing into you know like coming here doesn't feel like me going to my like career right right you know and, 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 yeah. yeah i'm not trying to say like oh this sucks like we gotta go do the podcast but like yeah we just have to be careful you just gotta be careful yeah. you know you don't you keep it keep it in that side of your life keep it in the life side don't yep. don't don't let it become work and that's, you know? you know, and I think that's part of the reason we like still going to Time Warp 2 now that I think about it is it keeps that like that fresh feeling of, you know, like going, picking out a game, yeah. finding something new. Yeah. Um, shout out to Time Warp again. Time Warp, best store, yes. Cedar Grove. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, doing the game reviews is probably like the most exciting, especially when we have like new people, like when uh, Paulie yeah. and everybody came. Yeah. It's just, it, it's a lot of fun, especially like exposing other people to it who never, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, I started really late in this stuff. I wasn't early into like Dungeons and Dragons or magic. Or I mean, like honestly, that. same for same for me and Alan. Yeah. I mean, like I played Dungeons and Dragons a little bit in college, very, mm-hmm. very little bit. And I didn't get into it. And then I forget. It was, it was, yeah, it was the three of us. Mm-hmm. That was our first, that was like my first real, real game of Dungeons and Dragons that when we played the two um, half elves. Yeah. And Allie DM'd the two of us that one, that one oh session, that God. one, you remember that in Jersey yeah, City? I, I forgot about that. Oh man. I, I still remember the conversation where, uh, where Allie got me into D&D. Oh yeah? Yeah. She just came up to me. She was like, so hear me out before you, you know. Before you make any judgments, I, I want to try this out, this and that. It's Dungeons and Dragons, and well, this was, I think, at this was after Game of Thrones and all that. I'm about to say this is we we'd already been like yeah every Wednesday playing a Game of Thrones card game until four. o'clock Yeah, in the morning, I already accepted so, like, the fact uh, I'm I'm a nerd now, so yeah. <laughs> I already accepted that. So it was it was an easier transition. Nerd angry rapper, like. yeah, nerd angry rapper, exactly. So I was like, you yeah, know, all right, I'll I'll try it out and this and that. And then once I realized what it really was, I was like, this is so much better than a video game to me yeah like the the aspects and uh i mean that's something else we saw the benefits of gaming just the uh what it does for your critical thinking creativity your creativity is is amazing um problem solving all that's uh it's it's extremely important Mm -hmm. like you know when i have kids i definitely want to get them into like dungeons dragons and stuff like that when they're young because it's so much better than you know because people don't go out and you know it's not like it used to be, right? Like you, you just you don't make phone calls because you don't have a cell phone. You, right. You ride to your friend's house, and you know, or you, there's a place where everybody always hangs out, and you just kind of show up there. It's not like that anymore. But you could still, at least, even with like tabletop gaming, at least you have that in person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's why the younger generation is so socially awkward. You know, because they don't have any kind of like interaction. Yeah, yeah, all their inner all their interactions are uh, like over the internet, like digital. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's rough. And again, I love video games. I'm not saying I don't. Um, but it, it's just not the, the same to me, you know, and th- those things are dangerous. You know, I play call of duty sometimes and you just, I gotta, I gotta turn everybody's mic off. Cause I'm just like, Oh, these, <laughs> these fucking people, like, you would not be saying this if you were in front of like, yeah, it's like, honestly, you want to talk about racism, go to a, a COD yeah. server and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. that they're, they're people just say the crap and I, you know, I don't think half the people even believe it. I think they're just saying it to be assholes. Oh yeah. They're just trying to get a rise out yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, half the time it's like 10 year old kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But, it's just that's just another thing, you know. You that wouldn't happen in Dungeons and Dragons when you're nope. sitting in front of somebody, and you know. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, and that's ultimately why why we wanted to start the podcast in the first place, right? To expand it and kind of get more people into it. I see it all the time. Um, I mean, Vanity just told me that uh, her her uh, husband got into it. 
So oh, that's cool. And uh, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, wow. which which surprised me. That's, that's another thing about Dungeons and Dragons, like. You start like you know you kind of like let people know you're part of that community mm-hmm. and like you're into that stuff and like you don't realize how many people are as well. And they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. I played too. You know, it's definitely. Like- and I I would say you could definitely attribute um some of that to Game of Thrones as oh. well, right? Because that Game of Thrones, whether you like it or not, is nerd culture. Okay, like it's just nerd culture. It's is just pop culture. Pop culture. Now. Yeah. Freaking adopted it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um. So even uh, because I I to give. Credit where credit's due. Lord of the Rings definitely uh, helped with that, but I think Game of Thrones just took it to another level. Yeah. Of yeah. uh, you know, like everybody was into it. Like the most hood friends I had were 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 the ones who like kind of told me was like, "Bro, you gotta fucking watch it. Like, how, how have you not watched it yet?" And I'm That's like, funny. Right? Like, I was like, you know, there's like dragons and stuff in it, right? He's like, "Yeah, it's awesome." <laughs> like, all right, all right, I'll give it a try. You're like, but no orcs, right? Like, I don't want no orcs. I as long as no orcs. orcs. <laughs> like, what the fuck is an orc? I'm like, okay, good, good. <laughs> Yep. It's crazy to think, too. I, I almost didn't get into it. I almost didn't give it a shot. And then I ended up reading the books. I, the, the books were amazing. I, I love the books. Oh, yeah. The books are amazing. Yeah. Like, if, like, the show is great, but then you read the books and you're like, oh, this this is this is the real thing. And you know what it was? Uh, I don't read fiction books. Mm-hmm. So the before this, the only fiction book I think I read was The Alchemist. And I read that when okay, I was yeah, still yeah, a teenager, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, you know, it's just harder for me for some reason to read fiction books. Um, but Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, this is they're they're fucking page yeah. turners, bro. You know what it is? I'm one of those people I read really slow. Yeah, yeah. And same. I need to feel like I'm getting something out of it. So if I'm reading something that's like educational to me or something I'm interested in, it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. If I'm just reading a story, I think, uh, especially when I was younger, I didn't see like what benefits that could offer you. It's obviously different for me now because you know there's a lot of benefits to even reading a fiction book, right? Um, but yeah, especially with Dungeons and Dragons now, you know, build your vocabulary, yeah, come up sure. with different concepts. Just stuff thinking like that. creatively. I'm sure it even helps yeah, exactly. with, with rapping and stuff coming up Absolutely, with lyrics. Yeah. Yep. You're one of those people though. You're like me. You're like, oh man, what were those last two pages of that book? I gotta go reread that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I was zoning out. Sorry, lot. book. <laughs> even like if it's something I'm really in- this might be weird. If it's something I'm really interested in, I'll I'll get the audiobook too. Uh-huh. And I'll read along with the audiobook, and that that helps me. I don't think a that's little. that weird because I've done that. Oh, you've done it yeah, too. Okay, yeah, good. Um, yeah, that that's the only way. It definitely helps me retain the information better. Um, but even with that, sometimes I have to go back, and I'm just like, you know, there's been times where I finished a book, and I if somebody asked me what that book was about, I couldn't even tell them. Like I'd be like, uh, I can give you, you know, I'd have to look it up, you know. Uh, so what I started doing is like I highlighted parts or I wrote notes and stuff like that mm-hmm, for things mm-hmm. I want to remember. Um, I started recapping after like chapters. So I'm like, all right, what did I get out of this chapter? You're like, it's nothing on the re- test. You're like, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of how I started treating it. I was like, you know, I need to, I need to feel like, you know, these books are on my bookshelf now. If somebody asked me what this is about and I'm like, oh, I read it. I have no idea. Like what, what was the point? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So that's something I do want to stay stay into that's a hobby i got back into because i wasn't you, reading a lot you before. got any books that you that are targets of yours that you want to read soon or anything that you've read read recently um i well recent right now i'm reading uh another book about norse it's literally called norse mythology is it, is it by neil gaiman oh my god i believe it's the barnes and nobles classic one. Oh, i'm not okay i'm not sure yeah yeah it's it's one i read of those. i read neil gaiman's north mythology yeah a couple but years it, ago that it's really good. good um before that what, what I read? Uh, the last book I read before that was the Twelve Rules of Life, 
by Jordan Peterson. Which okay, was really yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely some uh, interesting things in there. Crab Daddy, Lobster Daddy. Yeah, yeah, Lobster Daddy. Uh, there was definitely some cool things in there. Um, yeah, and there's definitely. I I want to try and read another like fiction series. I just don't know of you know any good like I don't want to go. I want to read something obscure that like nobody's ever heard of and just kind of. You know, so to just get more concepts, I think a, a lot of what I want to do now, I, I still want to, you know, educate myself through reading, but I also want to use it for, you know, doing more DM and like burning wheel type sure, stuff yeah, and getting absolutely. new concepts. I mean, even like Game of Thrones, that's based on a lot of, you know, the War of the Roses. There's a lot of different right, things. Right, it's history. Takeaway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that happens with a lot of shows. Uh, again, not necessarily a bad thing because I would never take anything away from Game of Thrones. The, right. the writing of it was amazing. Um just a fucking show. Just season eight. Show. That, that was right. the only issue. So if anybody has made it this deep into this podcast, mm-hmm. recommend a fantasy book or series for Scala to read. Please Now, do. I'm not talking yeah. like, let's not talk like Hunger Games or Harry Potter. Let's talk yeah. about something a little bit more. I do have to read the Hunger Games, though, actually. They're good. They're I, really I told, They're uh, good. I told Allie we... You'd read the the book. I had to get the new one, but that's like something you could think of on your own. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like somebody recommends some. Like, let's get a deep cut here. Something really good. Yeah, something I wouldn't have heard of. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. kind of All right. out there. I'm expecting a comment. Somebody. Yeah. Hopefully, people are still watching at this point. <laughs> yeah. This this loose rambling conversation we've been having. Yeah, and if people aren't watching, Ali's never allowed to miss a podcast again. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh shit, man. that's funny. Yeah, but um, I mean. Outside of that, I would say, yeah, we don't have any game reviews for, again, it was such short notice um, with us getting back to work, so we didn't really have time to review any games, but we will get definitely back on that. Um, Burning Wheel 2. Burning Wheel, yeah. We'll, new episode should be coming out pretty soon, a, a vocal, a voice only with the um, the map on the screen episode kind of thing, yeah. format. Yeah. Um, we're not going to give you a day for that though, because you know, again, like we said, Allie's the only person who knows how to edit it and she has a lot going on with work now. We're all getting back in the groove. Trying to figure out that work-life balance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it will come out. We're not, you know, giving up on Burning Wheel or anything no, like that. No, not at all. And if yeah. we give up on it, we're only going to give up recording it. We're not going to give up playing it. So. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I got a question for you. Yep. Sci-fi. You into sci-fi? Mm, see, it depends to me. Um, it's really weird, right? When I was younger, I've never even watched the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. right? It's just not something I was exposed to really young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was more like Lion King, stuff like that. Okay, okay. I, I didn't really get into Star Wars, even uh, like superhero movies, stuff like that. I, I blame my mom for that. Uh yeah, we we had like when we had like family movie nights, it would be kind of like horror movies and okay, stuff yeah, like no, that. No, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, sci-fi is something you know. But then I saw, I think the first, I'm trying to think, sci-fi movie I saw ever was like Predator. It might have oh, been one of the Predator, and I was like, this is this is pretty cool. Like yeah. this is awesome. So I I did end up getting into it eventually. Um, I didn't watch all the Star Wars movies, but I want to. Um, and there's definitely, there's some stuff on Netflix. I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's some like good, you know, I like the idea of not knowing. That's one of those things that like, I know it's really fantasy, uh-huh. but it's also just the idea of like, you know, we don't know that like, there's the universe is so big, mm-hmm. you know, something like this could exist and we, we would have no idea. Yeah. See, like I was like a sci-fi kid. Oh yeah. So like, you know, like you talk, we talk about. 
getting into like fantasy and stuff. I really didn't get into like fantasy and D and D until last couple of years, probably mm-hmm. like you did. You know, I liked the Lord of the Rings movies and everything, but like I was more of a sci fi kid. I was more of like, you know, I was like the Alien franchise, the Halo the franchise. Alien franchise like, was oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, those movies are great. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, I definitely think. Um, as I got older, I got way more into uh, sci-fi. It's definitely something I'm I'm still interested in. Uh, it's yeah, it's just when I was younger, I never and even I still have this weird thing with uh like superhero movies. Uh huh. Where I'm probably you know gonna get hate comments for this, but I just don't see the point because I mean, to me they all have the same ending. Like you know for the most part they all have kind of the same ending. You know you you know what's gonna happen. It's just it's too predictable for me. Um, I get the appeal to it for like, you know, a younger audience and kids and stuff like that. Yeah, but I yeah. don't understand like, you know, the the 40 year old people who are coming in and stuff like that, unless you follow that your whole life. So I yeah. think that's what I'm missing is like the I people didn't who grow cry up on when it. Peter Parker turns into dust and you're like, bro, yeah. he's coming back next year. Come on, man. Yeah, like, we, we know he's coming back. Right. <laughs> we, you know that. So that's the thing. I, I think even that when people when I tell people that they're like, so what do you you know, what do you watch and stuff like that? You know, To me, it's just. I don't want to know what's happening. I just, that's the main thing. You know, I watch a lot of thrill. I watch a lot of crime stuff too. Okay. Uh, if you looked at my Netflix, you'd probably think I was a serial killer because I literally have a category. <laughs> it's like, because you watch Dexter, because you watch this. Yeah, I, I'm really into stuff like that. Um, documentaries too. Uh, I like dark stuff. I, I think I'm one of the, uh, I don't want to say only people, only people out of my friend group that actually watch The Leftovers. Oh, what a good show. It was amazing, but what I was so show. bad at explaining it, so I couldn't get people into it. They were like, so what is it about? I'm like, oh, it's the most depressing thing you'll ever see in your life. See, like, I would call the leftovers like sci-fi. Yeah. See, that's, that's a good like, point. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that. that's my kind of sci-fi, that kind of mm-hmm. like slow, like almost kind of fantasy element that like, yep. it's almost like your life now, only some little piece of technology yeah. makes things different. Or, you yeah, know what I mean? Something like, different or something happened. There was an event that happened. Yeah. Yep. That I'm definitely into. I liked a lot. Uh, yeah, the leftovers was an amazing. That show is amazing, devastating show. show. No, yeah, nobody nobody rough. watched it, so like it, I know, and that's the crazy part to me because you know, again, it's just if you're not into that, I guess it'd be hard. And again, I'm terrible at explaining. It's all just like, oh, it's it's really depressing. It's just about if the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like you should watch this show. It's really depressing. Yeah, like you you will not be happy for literally the entire time you're watching it. But then there'll be that moment where you're just like, oh. Yeah, it was just it was the characters were amazing. It was so well well written. The concept was amazing, and it was realistic. And that's the thing too. It's like it's like sci fi, but they have this goes back to the same thing with D anD D for me. It's the reactions are realistic. Like it's how people. It's how I would imagine people would react in that situation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. If it's too much, like if, if we're just walking into it, and this is how the world has been already, and you know I can't relate to it. It's not as interesting to me. So I definitely like shows where you you see the event happen and then you see how people adapt to it. Um, I watch a lot of weird shows like that. Uh, the Zoo is another like obscure one. one. It's it's kind of it's literally like animals get really smart and they they like take over humans. And it's like this war between yeah fall fallen skies. I think it's called. It's like an alien one. The animals get smart and they like go to war with the humans. Is that what you're they saying? just start running shit? Yeah, like they're. <laughs> That's one of my favorite concepts because yeah. I mean. I'm not really a big Rick and Morty guy, mm-hmm. but like one of the first episodes of Rick and Morty, they they gave the they put like a a, a helmet on their dog, mm-hmm. and the dog becomes smart and can talk, and the dog just like wakes up its owner in the middle of the night and is like, 
where are my balls? <laughs> that is hilarious. Where are my testicles? Where are they? <laughs> it's like I wish. Oh like, man! Sometimes I wish animals could talk. Like, like I just wish they could communicate with us. I I mean even even like my cat. And I know interesting fact about cats. It's like they they don't meow to each other. That's only for humans. Really? Yeah. That's that's just how they try and communicate to humans. So like cat cats don't like if they were alone, they wouldn't be meowing at each other. Um, it's they communicate in other ways. Um, so that that's always been, and that's why I like cats because they're kind of like. In way, in some ways, you know, they're they're way smarter than people think they are. And it's like, you know, I love dogs too because dogs, it's always unconditional love. It's always, you know, it's a cats Even are not when like, it's like that. Anger and biting, it's like unconditional love immediately. After exactly, that. cats, cats, they look at you as their equal. Like you're not, you're never going to be their own. They're equal or they're lesser. Like Le- exactly, yeah. Th- those are your options, pretty much. Um, I I know people who ha- who've had cats for eight years and their cats hate them. <laughs> and they, you know, it's it's hilarious. To me. Luckily, that's never happened to me. But I did have a when I was younger, I had a cat named Bo, and we we got her from like uh, the family was definitely abusive and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she was and they told us that. So luckily, um, so we kind of knew it. But it was it was such a cute cat. And I remember literally the entire my entire childhood. I maybe saw this cat like three times. It would just run from under one bed to the other bed. Like you can never touch it. Aww. Yeah, and then I had my other cat, Charlie, who was like the size of a dog, just overfed, did everything wrong with that cat. But you know what? Yep. Like, there's companionship, you know, with, yeah. the, with that animal, even though, like, barely had a relationship. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, there's it's weird. Sort of, and like, that's that's when I realized I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weird with stuff like that, too. It's like, I can go to, like, a funeral with somebody I'm close with and not cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, you know, it's, it's very rare that I cry. I don't know if it's just, like, the social aspect that I, I feel like I shouldn't or what, what it might be. Yeah. But like we had like a, a kitten like die in my backyard, and I broke down. It was no shit, really? I was yeah. Even my, my mom was like scared because she hasn't seen me crying probably since I was a kid. I was bawling in my backyard, freaking burying this thing in my backyard, <laughs> like digging the grave. Uh, it was it was so rough. And that, you know, after you know, I kind of went through mourning for the cat and all that stuff. I, and I only knew this cat for like three days. Oh. We just found it. The mother left it, <laughs> and you know. They usually leave their cats because they're sick. Right, right, right. Um, so we, we knew it was sick. I I don't know. I just it was one of those things where I you know like the human savior. I wanted to I wanted to save it and it just didn't work out. And it was it was t- it just That's the broke thing me. I've ever heard. Yeah, that was terrible for this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what? I get that feeling. Like I I, I don't have any like real life examples, but like mm-hmm. you know, watching a movie. Right. Yep. I haven't cried watching a movie. You know, in however many years. Yeah. But, like, I remember being 13 years old watching or 15 years old watching I Am Legend. And when the dog dies, I'm like, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. You kill a dog in a movie, I'm going to get a little emotional. I'm going to get a little misty eyed. Yep. You kill, like, a person, I'll be like, they probably fucking deserved it, to be honest. Yeah, they're human. (laughs) They did something at some point. They did something. I think that's what it is, too, right? It's just like, you know... That, that's the thing with animals like yeah like we have like consciousness and stuff like that yeah. well we don't know if animals don't but e- even like cognitive thought right like it, it's good and bad like animals are all, like it's because you know they're innocent because they're just doing what they have to do right like that's you know there's no they don't do it maliciously it's just that's how they're programmed yep i think that's definitely a part of it too um yeah it was definitely right i think the the last movie i remember i don't know if you ever saw the movie instinct with anthony hopkins no. Oh, it, it's an amazing movie. I think it came out in like the nine, like mid nineties or something. It's with uh, Anthony Hopkins, Cuban Gooden Jr., and he plays a. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays this kind of wildlife, uh, like photographer, I guess, and he's like in Africa and he's studying these gorillas and he has a family. He ends up getting so close 
to the uh, the gorillas that he he doesn't go back to his family and he uh-huh. starts living in the jungle with the gorillas with with the gorillas yeah they eventually like kind of take him in and stuff like that and he's allowed to hold like the children all that stuff and then you know <sighs> i'm gonna start crying no <laughs> um you know one of the gorilla like gets shot they're getting hunted stuff like that and he goes crazy and and like kills all these people because it's like trying to protect the gorillas and he yeah. gets locked up and then Cuba Gooden Jr. Family. is like the psychiatrist who's trying to get him off and stuff like that. It gotcha, was an amazing gotcha, gotcha. and just the uh the way they talked about, you know, like humans and animals and the relationship we have and what we're doing to the world now, it really got to me. It was, it was just like such a such a even at a young age, that that, that was such a now when I watch it, I get the same thing. Like I don't I don't cry, but I get that feeling where I'm like, hold it back, hold it back shove it down yep yep now not to say that there's also this whole other side where like animals are animals like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like one of my not one of my favorite oh, what a terrible thing to say but like this makes me think of you ever see the movie grizzly man no all right it's about this guy who went every year he'd spend a summer in this like natural grizzly bear res- wildlife reserve mm-hmm. type area in like alaska or something like that and like did every you know he's a bit of a weirdo but like did more to protect their habitat, spread information about them, like loved these grizzly bears, mm. loved them. And he would go there, live there for months. Every summer, a plane would drop him off and a plane would come and pick him up. Just some guy. Oh, was that in the wilderness? Yeah, then? no, like he oh, wow. lived for months in the wilderness. And like, like the 12th or 14th time that he did it when they just they just ate him they just fucking ate him I, you ever see that video of like the guy who's like running towards the line and the line's running back and they, <laughs> they hug this is gonna sound terrible and I'm sorry to the guy I always wanted just a line like, to attack because so, like, I'm scared people are gonna think that's normal you know what I'm saying yeah you're, you're never gonna have that relationship with I, I'm like, saying if okay, you take care of them you can dog like uh, yeah exactly um outside of that like you're, you're not supposed to have that with wild animals you know it's just it's not how it's supposed to be don't princess be agrees yeah you know? yeah she, princess agrees saying, don't go hang out with no grizzly bears yeah like, cats can go you only. 15 years yeah they, they may be your best friend and you know i'm somebody who i definitely i want i wish i was more like survivalist than yeah, i am yeah, like yeah. i i want i love camping i want to go camping more you know i want to do through hiking stuff like that um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not going to try and hug a bear. I'm bringing a right. bear, right. bear spray with me. Be like, like, be smart about it. Yeah. You know, just cause you hanging out with a bear for 15 years don't mean that it didn't get enough salmon that 16th year and isn't going to eat your ass. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just, uh, that's what, that is funny. Poor guy. Poor. Rest, rest <laughs> in peace, grizzly man. Oh man. I got to watch that now. But oh, it's oh, so man. sad. It's, yeah, it's, it's so it's so true though. You know, like you make these connections, and it's you know, I think that's just a part of humanity. It's like we want to feel more animal at times. You know, we want to, or yeah. you, or you project human stuff onto the yeah, animals. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, and it's even coming down to like naming them, like you, you, they in your head, you have this kind of idea of who that is. Right. Like you don't really know. You don't know how they feel about it. This and that. You know, you're. Your your cat or your dog could fucking hate their name, and oh, there's no way for them to tell you. Allie and I have assigned a, an entire personality, an accent, and an ethnicity to our dog. Okay? <laughs> no, that is accurate though. <laughs> our dog is a Russian spy. Yes, that's we know that for a fact. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him being like, "What the hell are they freaking talking about?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, so are you not my real parents? Why am I the only one in this family with an accent? <laughs> yeah, what is happening? It's oh, a, oh that's man, funny. it's great though. I mean. 
I'm glad we kept everything on topic as far as board games. <laughs> yeah, if you came here for uh, gaming, uh, you're welcome. You yeah. Know? Just, yeah. This is the episode for, for board games only. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was definitely... Um... So what other uh, benefits of gaming do you think they are? Since we talked about it a little bit. Um, we talked about critical thinking, right? We talked mm-hmm. about building your imagination, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to think if we forgot. Socializing, man. Socializing, yeah. Building, uh, and definitely building a bond with your friends that you're not going to get from, you know, just totally. being in the same party on, you know, on yeah, a video yeah. game. It's, 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 it's creating something together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, cause I know, you know, you know, shout out to Casey cause every week we yes, shout out to Casey. Out to Casey. Allie, Kay- Allie and I and Casey are like working on kind of like, oh, we've been toying around with this story. We've been thinking about writing for years now. Yeah. And like the burning table scratches a lot of the same kind of mm-hmm. itches. You know what I mean? I can't wait to read that. Well, I really want to read yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know we keep talking about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the world is ready for that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but like, you know. It's it's a game, but it feels like you're writing something. It feels like you're creating something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a really good feeling. Yeah, and you're doing that in a social way too. Yep. And honestly, uh, that that just made me think of something. The feeling I get after finishing like a session of like Burning Wheel is the same feeling like after I record record at the studio, record at the studio, and I'm going home and I'm just like. Oh, like, oh, that felt good. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to listen to it again now. I want to. I want to do this and that. Like, there's just that that kind of sense of accomplishment that it, you get afterwards. It's weird because yeah. you're drawing. You're you're walking this line between like, and this is like anything that's D and D or D and D adjacent. So any really mm-hmm. RPG that you play, it's like you're walking this line of playing something and creating something. Yeah, you know, and definitely. That, like, you go to the studio, you rap, you're creating art. You know. Mm-hmm. Burning Table is a game, but it's also a game telling a story that nobody's ever told before. Yep. That's our story. Those are our characters. And even if they're based on things or they're derived from something, it's still, at some point, it's completely original. And we're creating it. That's exactly. Art, you know? Ver- very good point. Because no matter how many campaigns you're in, no matter how many servers you're on, you know, you're never going to know what a character is going to do. Yeah. You know, like even, even as like a, another player, like if, if I played every single D and D campaign with Mitch, like it's different characters and he's going to play them differently. And there's different situations, different yep. worlds, stuff like that. And it, it really forces you to kind of, uh, you know, think differently and kind of have like a diversity of thought Absolutely. that I definitely didn't have before, mm-hmm. uh, playing D and D or burning wheel or any of that stuff. It was very, the, even the idea, I like the idea of coming up with like the, uh, the backstory, but even like when I was coming up with NPCs, I was a little nervous at first. Cause I was like, all right, I need to make something that's going to be interesting to the players to keep them in that. Like every YouTube video I watched, it says you need to have at least a couple NPCs that they're going to want to keep around. Cause if right. not, you know, it's just them going through the story and nothing really matters. They're not going to care about it as much. Uh, even that was once I understood like kind of you know an outline i mean i imagine it's like for a writer like when you're first trying to write your book and you're like all right well i need an idea and i need and it just seems so far away it seems so far away until you actually like get into it and you just hammer down and do it and it still feels great every session is, is the same you know like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah. and it's just kind of and it's really cool because you bring the plot like that's your half mm-hmm. of it but like half of the story is also like the way these characters interact with each other. 
Yep. Like a huge part of the story so far has been Thea and um why am I forgetting Levi? my character's name? Yeah. Levi. Thea and Levi interacting and figuring out how to do what they're supposed to do with their personality, with her personality, really. Yeah. yeah. In this world that they're in, in this country that they're in. It's like that's been a huge portion of the story, and that has nothing to do with any of the plot. It just has to do with the characters that we've come up with and them reacting to each other and to the world. Yeah, it's 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 definitely amazing. Um yeah, if you have if you've just been on the edge and you've been thinking about uh you know playing D D or Burning Wheel or anything like that, now's a great time for it. You know, really be is. safe. Really like, is. You know, because you you can play online stuff like that. I would recommend definitely for your first time, um, find a group of people that are willing to try it with you and stuff like that, and do it in person. I mean, uh, but if, if you don't if you don't have that community around you, if you don't have like if you, yeah. if you don't have friends that are willing to do that, I think that. I mean, I know that Allie knows a ton of people yeah, she, she plays with. And she posts games in the Discord server, yeah, which you can just, find on YouTube as well. If you're well, listening yeah. to this and you want to try something out for the first time, just, I'm sure we have links down in whatever, like you said. Go to our Discord yep. server and just ask about one. You know, we'll find a game for you. We'll play with you even, probably. Shit, I'm, I'll make one up. Yeah. I'll say, yeah. I'll, I can not? do a burning wheel one-shot. I mean, a burning wheel one-shot wouldn't even be hard to do. Yeah. It's and less... Intricate than D and D. I know stuff Allie like that. wants to play uh, Blades in the Dark. Yeah, she's been thinking about. Yeah, so if it's something you're interested in, you know, DM us or drop a comment, and we'll we'll definitely maybe we'll put a Absolutely. together a one shot or something like that. Uh, you guys can play with us, all that stuff. We'll teach you. And again, you know, we're not the the be all end all when it comes to game any gaming in all reality. Oh so, yeah, I, yeah, we're, we're not still learning. At all. Yeah, we're I still mean, learning stuff like that. But to us, it's more about the role playing and. Having fun and stuff. Like that. Really, we have no right having a podcast about this stuff because no. we're like novices, as far as I think. I mean, yeah, the only it's just the, fun. The only thing that started uh, this podcast is we don't seem like the typical like D and D right people. Yeah, that was our that was our whole thing. Uh, and I feel like every episode we kind of had to tell people like, yeah, we we don't actually know if we're doing this right stuff. Uh, I, I think the closest to that is probably Allie because she's been in so many campaigns and you know she's dealt with it a lot more. So she 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 definitely has a good grasp on like D&D and stuff oh, like that. Oh, 100% she does, yeah. yeah. But um, even like Burning Wheel, I have no idea. We're not even using like half the mechanics. Um, but again, it, it does say to pick and choose what mechanics you want to use. Yeah, in but it. that's like half yeah. of the RPG experience. It's kind of like you yep. make it your own. Exactly. Um, yeah, just, just try it out. I mean, especially... It, it doesn't matter your age. No. Like I said, I, I mean, I got into it like really late and that's my, like one of my biggest regrets is like, I wish I would have started something like this earlier. This, you know, if I was in Dungeons and Dragons earlier in my life, I probably would have stayed out of a lot of trouble too. <laughs> you know, like that, that's the other thing. I think a lot of, uh, you know, my, my childhood and getting into trouble was just from my thoughts were different. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have anything after, you know, I yeah, had like sports and stuff like that, but I was, it, it just wasn't enough for me. I couldn't imagine playing Dungeons and Dragons in high school. Really? Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I could imagine myself doing it. Mm -hmm. I just don't know where I would have found it. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was never, I didn't really know what it was until I got older. Yeah, Um, exactly. I wasn't, and I think a lot of that comes from the community feeling like they had to stay hidden because I think so too. Being bullied and stuff like that. Because before things like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, there, there was definitely a lot of this negative connotations tied into playing D&D or loser and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like D&D specifically, like when I yeah. was growing up, like 
Like the the idea of D and D was like the comic book guy from the Simpsons kind of the yeah, game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like and and I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like how wrong I was, you know? Like yep. I wish I got into that stuff earlier. I just don't know. I have any idea how I would have. Yeah, it just I can't wasn't think exposed of one, to it. Like I can't think of being in high school like going around asking people if they want to play D and D. Are you crazy? Like yeah. not where I went to high school. Yes. Yeah, same, honestly. Yeah. I was definitely focused on other things back then. Um, exactly. But yeah, if I was exposed to it, uh, I would have enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I might be full of shit. If I, I, I might have not, I might not, not have been mature enough in high school to be willing to like swallow my pride and be like, I'm actually enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in high school, you're scared about being popular and stuff right, like that. and you're scared about yeah. like, you know, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be seen liking the wrong thing. Yeah, but now you could do that. You know why? Because all you have to say if somebody calls you nerds, like, did you watch Game of Thrones? Then you're okay. a fucking nerd too. Yeah, same thing with anime. Like, there's a huge anime community now. Yeah. And I'm like, you you can't call me a nerd for playing D and D if you're you know watching anime. You that's a, that's adult now, cartoons. They run around like they're on animes with their hands and their. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's even like um, you know, a whole clothing line. I, I see it all the it's time. With, like, yeah. well, listen, when I was in high school, like you went into Hot Topic and like, it was like it does not look like Hot Topic looks now. No, no. It was about like, like punk bands. Yeah. And, like, piercings and you yeah. know what i mean like it was like and random sex toys yeah, <laughs> yeah, throughout yeah. It. it's so now weird it's like my hero academia merchandise yeah. and like harry potter stuff and i'm like okay it's a little different yeah th- things changed for the better honestly oh for the, definitely for the better hundred percent um and that's that's what this is about like we we definitely want to build the community and we want to we want people to be able to have the same experiences we're having. And um, I guess that's another thing that ties into work-life balance. If you don't have any, like, hobby, this isn't something you need to be, like, this. you need this IQ to be capable of doing right, this. You right. know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, the one thing I will say is if you are, like, currently socially awkward, like, try to get into a group or at least start playing with a friend of yours mm-hmm. and go into the same campaign together so you're not alone. But, again, there's... Every single DM I could imagine has had experience with new players before, so and 100%. they've been a new player, so they know what it's like. Um, even our first experience, they were really friendly, and you know they they kind of talk you through it. They're not going to be like you're not role playing good enough, or yeah, I was you're messing say, up the mechanics. You know, D and D is not like this community of like, oh, you suck at D and D, get out of my table. Like it's yeah, exactly. It's like everybody, everybody's gonna want, everybody's gonna help you be the best D and D player you can because that's gonna make the best D and D game. And it's not just D and D; it's any kind of RPG or anything like that. Yep. It's, it's everybody's trying to have the best experience they can. Everybody's gonna hold your hand until you get a little more open, until you get a little bit better at it. You know? Yeah. I mean, the only time I think you you'll get backlash. Is if you're doing some vampire ass shit, yeah, honestly. V A S. Yeah, or if you have main character syndrome. If you're in a campaign with me and you have main character syndrome, I'm gonna call you out and I'm just letting you know, because that's that's the worst thing. You ruin the game for everybody, and yeah. especially if you have new players in your game, yeah, who don't have experience. Like it's hard enough for them to try and say something or jump in. You know, you you should be kind of helping them. Like, hey, that's on the DM, I think, to to control yeah, that 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 definitely. main character syndrome. Yeah, because like I, I mean, if somebody has awkward, that but, naturally, yeah. it's like it's like all right, you gotta understand. It's like it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. You know that this is you know this this is them living out their fantasy. Yeah. Now as the DM, you gotta like rein it in a little bit. You know. Yep. Now if somebody is uncontrollable with that main, you know, with that VAS or that main character mm-hmm. syndrome, then it's kind of like 
all right, time to confront you about this, but, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you're just, you know, if you're just playing your character, that's one thing, but if you start, like, cutting off other players and mm-hmm. stuff like that, then that's a little different. Um, yeah. Somehow we, we managed to do this, Mitch. Oh, did we? Yeah, it's already uh, 10.14, so oh. I'm going to do a quick shout-out. Uh, give me one second. Let me pull it up. All right, so Dice City Games DC on Instagram. Uh, they they have a game store in DC. Uh, oh. If you're in the DC area, definitely check it out. Um, they they do. I mean, obviously with COVID, there there's not as many tournaments as there are. So right, like that, right. you got to be safe. But you know, support your local game stores. I I looked through their uh, their Instagram in the store, and there there was some really. They also have a lot of like retro. Like I think I saw a Nintendo sixty four there, oh, which I would be willing shit. to. Pre- I don't care. Like I'll drive to DC to get a Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, about to say Mario Kart sixty four, play some Super yeah. Smash. Like let's I mean, go. they they have a lot of cool stuff in there. They have just like giant plush like a uh, D twenty I saw that uh-huh. looked, looked amazing. Um, and they're really big in like the magic community. Like they have a lot okay. of stuff. Like you know, they do the individual cars. Uh, there's actually a. Let me just check here. So magic set called yeah, Xandakar uh, Rising coming out, and they'll have plenty of take home pre release kits uh, for that. What's the name of the store? Uh, Dice City Games DC. Dice City Games DC. Yep. DC is one of those towns where like me and Allie. You know, every we a couple of times we've kind of like, oh, let's go do a weekend there. Like, you know, we like to yep. walk around. So maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll hit that one up when the quarantine, you know, lets up a little bit. Yeah, I was close to there when I went on that training team. Okay, and stuff like that. The one thing I will say about DC and anyway from DC, this is not on you. Um, you know, it, it's weird how big the homeless community is in DC. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's like this is isn't this like where <laughs> like everybody is like this is our. It's, it's it's like crazy. one of those cities where it's kind of like everybody goes in during the day and everybody leaves during the night. Yeah, you know what I mean? it like, had this like weird vibe, but it's uh, the area. It was beautiful and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good place. So if you're in the DC area, uh, check out Dice City Games. Dice City Games, DC. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, we, I think that's pretty wrap much this up. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any last comments? We we got like ten minutes. Hey man, just. Let your games be your games. Let your work be your work. Keep them separate. Yes. Find that balance. Work-life balance. Even if it's not gaming, you know, if you have a family, make time for your family. Oh, yeah. Don't make it all, all about work and stuff like that. Um, but you got to find yeah. time to to do what makes you happy, you know? Yes. You got to find that time or else you're just, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, don't be scared to try and if they've never tried it before, like, hey, do you want to come and share your hobby? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. exactly. Um, I think what was it saying? Couples that games game together, stay together. Couples that game together, stay together. I like that. Yeah, that I think it's together, true. Right. If you're together. at the fun you're having, you're having with your significant other then you know that that's counterbalancing a lot of the conversations you're having that are stressful about yeah, you know like yeah. how you especially now like how you're going to pay the rent or when are we going back to work stuff like that mm-hmm. you know you're you're sharing that experience together instead of just having to kind of be like oh how is D&D and they don't really know what D&D is and mm-hmm. you know um just try it out definitely i think that's an important part of relationships is uh you know sh- tr- sharing each other or at least understanding each other's interests and yep. things like that and the community is out there even if you don't have somebody next to you you know you could it's 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 not that hard to find. 
it, it's really not, especially now. If you go on Reddit, if you go on Discord, if you go on Facebook, there's Facebook groups. Like, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, I think uh, it was the last podcast we talked about a lot of the... There, there's so many different avenues you could yeah, use. Yeah, Um. So, yeah, definitely just get out there and try it. Like I said, Magic U server is open, and uh, we have the link and to our Burning Table uh, Discord Yep. on yep. our YouTube channel. So, check that out. Come join. Come find a game. If anybody wants to play something, put it out there. If anybody yeah. wants to host something, put it out there. We're we're all players too. We're all looking for games constantly. One shots, absolutely only games, absolutely and voice games, play by posts. The server is really uh, big, big too. So if you want to post, uh, like you know, Ali does that a lot. She posts games in the server, and mm-hmm. people will just freaking yeah respond to it. Be like, oh, I'm interested, and then you just all you have to do is come up with the time, place, and you know, actual story, I guess. But Ali's been really big into this uh, new game on Steam. It's a video game, mm-hmm. but it plays more like a tabletop RPG. It kind of plays like Donner Dinner Party a little bit. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's called Among Us. And I don't know the actual like, like uh, mechanics of it, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much like find, figure out who is the person that doesn't belong in the group and kick them out or kill them. But you that do it awesome. with a video game instead of like a board game. Be honest, does she does she play it with a Western accent? Does she yell at the TV with the Western accent? Bro, she plays it till four o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping, <laughs> I so I don't even fucking know. <laughs> you got like work in three hours. Yeah, it's like I gotta get up, but no, yeah. no. But I haven't played it yet. But she has been singing its praises. So that's something that we'll we'll probably talk yeah, we'll, about in we'll more detail about. next week. I will make Allie talk about that. You know, yeah. she'll review Among Us next week. That's All a right. promise. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for us. Uh, we will see you all next week. Yep. Don't forget to check us out on all our different social media platforms. All the ones that Scala said at the beginning of the video. We're not going to make them say them again. No, because but again, we're on all terrible. of them. We're yeah. on all of them. We're on all of them. Instagram, Twitter. You know, check us out. Check um, it, it was great talking with you, bro. Absolutely. You know, I think, I think I think we did all right without without. Yeah, our for a freestyle, right? Sure, why know? not? You know, hopefully, Ali thinks so too, so we don't get beat up. Yeah, it didn't feel like an hour and a half, so you know, must yeah. be good. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.